0: Welcome to Tapes Tapes Tapes, a podcast about old movies from our childhood. Our Who are we? Well, I'll tell you right now. My name's Evan Crock, and this is my trusty co-also host. I'm Josh. Oh God, he's so he's
1: so deep voiced because That was a little that was a little too much. I kind of leaned into it that time. <laughs> Sorry, my, my voice is a little scratchy from training, doing work training today. So uh I feel like it's a little a little deep. Oh god. I like it when you
0: go real deep. Uh, this hurts. Okay. Ugh. Anyway, Josh is in Chicago. I'm in Portland. We're best friends. We've been best friends for way too long. We come together once a week because our friendship needs it, and we talk about movies. We talk about if they're good or bad. Our friendship—it's like a flower. You need to water it. You need to fertilize it.
1: Yeah, that's a beautiful al- allergy for. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> allergy. Allergy. I'm really not prepared for words. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad that you were in charge of training people today. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts to laugh. Evan, I have an update on um on uh the the finding little Nemo episode. Oh, okay, yes, yes. <laughs> so I'm sweating I, I went, already. <laughs> no, this doesn't have to do with you. So you could relax. Okay. I went back because my whole thing from that movie was Little Nemo, no. Yes. And I went back – I essentially was, like, hunting through YouTube uh, and, like, everywhere I could find for that clip of, like, that happening in the ad. Yes. And I am here to report that I could not find it, that I am fairly certain because I watched the ad that I remembered it wrong.
0: But how could you, this is, uh, the, I still attest that there's no way that you and Sienna could f- for, have,
1: like, imagined so, the same thing. So this is, well, this is my theory. Okay. Because the the way that it worked is, I, I was, we were talking about this movie, and then I started going, Little Nemo, no! And then I went, don't you remember that part from that movie? And she started saying, yeah, I do. I'm starting to think that, my misremembering it which wasn't that far off from the line like kind of like because she also didn't remember it that well and i kind of gave an answer to it she just kind of went with it because it sounded close enough i i have a feeling that i like influenced influenced it i don't know mm. maybe it still exists out there but i watched like six di- <laughs> i watched six different versions of the vhs ad, <laughs> trailer for and all of it is prayer. it doesn't he doesn't say little Nemo? no he says Little Nebo, give me the scepter. And I'm like, well, mm, I'm not so finding any other version. It could be like a
0: Mandela effect where it's like, hello, Clarice. Where like, he never actually, yeah. in, in Silence of the Lambs, like he never actually says hello, Clarice. But everybody has collectively decided that he said that because it's just enough. huh?
1: It just, yeah, it just sounds right. So how yeah, much of I, I invented my own Mandela effect or discovered one.
0: Well, now, every, now all of our listeners, it's a, it's on our T-shirts. Little Nemo, no. Little Nemo, no. Nobody, we'll can effect effect. <laughs> nobody can sue us because nobody can sue us because it's it's original content technically. Well, <laughs> that's right. Thank you for that. Thank you for that update, Josh. You want to tell the fine folks what we watched this
1: week for tapes, tapes, tapes? We watched Miss Congeniality. Miss Congeniality.
0: It is a 2000 American comedy film directed by Donald Petrie. Imagine that. It was directed by a man. Uh, we, got, we got Sandy Bullies in this movie. We got Mark Cocaine in this movie. We've got Benjamin Brad. Did you just say my cocaine? That's how you say Michael Caine in his own accent. Say it again. My cocaine. You just said my cocaine. Yeah, that's how you say Michael Caine in his own... I'm not going to
1: say it again. My cocaine. <laughs> it sounds like my cocaine. No, that's <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. I've never <laughs> noticed that. My cocaine. My
0: cocaine. Ah. Uh, B- Benjamin Bratt. we got Billy Shatner's. We've got Candace Bergen in this movie. Um do you want to hit the fine folks with a with a just a wonderful synopsis?
1: Yeah, fine folks, let's uh let's see what IMDb's got. We're going to go with Oh, Jesus. They're way too long. Okay, I guess we're stuck with the one sentence version. An FBI agent must go undercover in the Miss United States beauty pageant to prevent a group from bombing the event.
0: That's
1: it. Wow, that is extremely succinct
0: so so much (laughs) a little too succinct yeah it misses the the point i mean the the point of the movie is it's basically sandy bullies she's a she's an fbi agent oscar award winning sandra bullock
1: (sighs) are we taking a moment of silence for the oscar (laughs) what's happening I
0: don't know. I just decided to stop talking for a second. (laughs) Yeah, you really wanted to stop and think about that Oscar win. What
1: did she win for?
0: She won for The Blind Side. Fucking like white savior bullshit movie. Because she wore a blonde wig and put on a bad southern accent. And she beat fucking Helen Mirren and Meryl Streep. Like they were both nominated the same year and Sandy Bullies won. Well, get out of here you
1: know <laughs> I guess it's kind of, if we get shut down by anybody we're gonna know it's sandy bullies herself so uh. oh yeah
0: yeah I, this is a podcast you know some people say friend of the podcast enemy of the podcast sandy bullies I don't care come oh
1: I don't know I do not I don't want to be enemies with sandy bullies I loved gravity
0: that was not, that wasn't even that great it was fine. But why don't is a do, okay. why is a biological medical doctor in space?
1: Because she has to go and uh, do the motherboard on the little <laughs> ship.
0: Yeah, just like She was like how supposed
1: a, to be there a couple weeks.
0: Just like how a biological medical doctor does. Yeah, just like Don't that. tell me
1: it, that you don't enjoy watching sandy bullies bullet around the atmosphere. To try to get back to her dead daughter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what? Anyway, okay. So Sandy Bully's in this movie. She's like a tomboy. It's like a, this movie came out in two thousand, and it was like, oh my god, look at her. She doesn't comb her hair. Isn't that fucking crazy? We're gonna make her into a a beauty pageant queen, and she infiltrates it because there's a there's like a serial bombist a domestic terrorist that they're trying to find. So it's kind of like look at what happens when you pressure women to look better than they do. Am I am I tipping my hand for how the second half of this podcast is going
1: to go? <laughs> I think it's I think it's impossible. So why don't you keep going?
0: This was my pick this week, but I want to know if you also grew up with this movie or what what was your relation to this movie?
1: Well, I I, I, I don't have much of a relationship with this movie. Um, this was, I kind of took a pass on this one. Because, what was this, 2000? So, I was... So, you were 12. Um, we were both 12. Middle school. Yeah. And that was definitely a time where I was... Uh. I, I wasn't actively doing it, but I was more, I don't know, groomed to kind of you know, these are the boy movies, these are the girl movies. Yeah. And I just, I kind of sidestepped this one. I was like, oh, this is a chick flick. Like, I, I'm a, I'm okay if I don't see it. And, uh, but the advertising for this movie was killer because I remember the ads of it very clearly. And I'm pretty sure I've watched it before. Like, I know I've watched it before, but not for like a very long time, like over, probably over eight or 10 years and but in terms of my childhood, I don't know if I watched it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of people pressuring me to watch it. I remember my mom like going, "Oh, that looks fun."
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can very easily see Eileen liking this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> but beyond that, I just the the poster or more the I guess the blockbuster cover of it was just everywhere, like the image of S- Sandy is with like the the hip holster. Yeah, uh, it's an iconic. It felt like I saw it of, everywhere. But that yeah. that's that's really that's really my big tie to it is just like some ads for it because hmm. I never got down to it. So you you don't
0: remember to clarify. You think that you first watched this when you were an adult?
1: I mu- I probably watched it when I was younger than that, like even when I was still with, living with my parents. Uh-huh. But it was probably just one of those movies where I just wasn't interested in paying attention Yeah, because yeah. it's like about, it's about, it's about, you know, pageantry and like, you know, a, f- a female protagonist, like in a male dominated world, like trying to, you know, fucking do her job and be a human being. And that just didn't really resonate with me at the t- resonate with me at the time. Sure. Uh, sure. So I just, I just didn't hop on.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this one was a was a big one for me. Um, I we're, we're in the DVD drawer at at my parents' house, um, oh, so I'm we're in the drawer territory.
1: <laughs> There's so
0: many things. This drawer is two layers deep, um, and. I don't know if we watched it, if I watched it with my family. I I think this one might be kind of a little bit of a sexual awakening moment or something. Oh. I, it might be because I, I don't... I, I think that what happened a lot of times when, like, there were movies that had scantily clad people in them, um, I would, like, watch them on my own because I just, like... I mean, it's awkward to watch that kind of stuff with your parents right because it's like sure they might i don't know it just is weird you, you just want to do it on your own so i i almost yep. feel like this movie might have been because it, it is very it's similar to like a lethal weapon or um like a rush hour where it's it's it kind of has like that action comedy slant to it but because, it's diff- because it has sandy bullies, it's almost like this was like a palate cleanse. Like, this is like a rush hour palate cleanse
1: <laughs> for, for whatever reason. Well, I could imagine that they were making this movie at the time for a mostly... F- they were, like, they were trying to target it towards a female audience? I don't know. It seems pretty male-driven
0: when you think about, like, the... Like, what are beauty pageants for? They're for
1: men. Well, true, but, like, I'm just trying to think, like, because there was no... I can't think of a lot of, like, big movies where a lot of resources were put into, like, female-driven stories. Like a so female I protagonist, be, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, not that I know anything about it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was, like, late 90s and they're, you know, it's a bunch of male execs, and they're like, mm, we need to make an action comedy movie that's more in for the female demographic so what do you guys got (laughs) and then this is what they came up with (laughs) and this is what came up with
0: yeah i I mean maybe I, i don't really know the the production back i guess the um one of the writers the the only interesting fact that i was able to find was that um ellen degeneres who didn't actually work on the movie but this is like a rumor that the writer was inspired when they were watching Ellen DeGeneres training to walk in high heels and a dress in preparation for the Oscars <laughs> because you know Ellen DeGeneres is not the first person i think of wearing a dress and high heels so like that's the that's the deal i guess is the writer was like that looks hilarious i'm going to make a whole movie about this
1: you know for the 90s that's not that's that's gonna make money oh yeah the unfortunate truth
0: yeah absolutely um but yeah I, I couldn't really like i said i couldn't really find anything it it doesn't have a great reception it's got a 42 percent on rotten tomatoes but it did make a lot of money the budget was 45 million the box office was 212.8 million and i i feel like this movie was huge like I feel like most it was people know gigantic about this movie.
1: when it, well, it was gigantic when it came out. I think, I mean, again, this is like something that I, I really wasn't a part of, but I feel like it's been part of the conversation just in terms of like f- uh, female protagonist action comedies, like ever since it came out.
0: Yeah, and and you know, at this time period, I can't think of too many other movies that that had that going for it. So. It is certainly unique like it does it it does have its place in a unique lexicon of like early I'm not going to say feminist movies more like feminish <laughs>
1: movies. Okay. <laughs> I'll
0: accept. But uh but are we we're going to discover just how feminist it really is when we come back from the short break.
1: Hey, y'all. If you can believe it, Tapes, Tapes, Tapes is in its fourth season. The boys are once again here to help decide the fate of movies stuck in cinematic purgatory. Oh, no, the suspense! Remember, you can follow Tapes, Tapes, Tapes on Instagram to stay in touch with the show between episodes. You'll find announcements, surveys, and more. If you'd like to take your relationship with the show to the next level and get your credit card involved, find the show on Patreon, too. The boys thank you for your support. All right, now it's time to get back to the show.
0: All right, we're back. Hey, everybody. Evan. Hey, how's <laughs> it going? Um, it's right. So Miss Congeniality, so tell, tell me about your your expirsh watching it. <laughs>
1: expirsh? Well, Ex-per-sh. I watched it today.
0: Okay good morning
1: i watched it today um and oh boy this is a loaded one so i'm not going to pretend like i'm like i've I've probably said many times before that i'm any authority on knowing what anybody should be watching just in terms of like <laughs> what do you mean? Like in general, or <laughs> we, <laughs> no,
0: we, I guess it's we no, host no, no, no. we
1: host this podcast about movies. You host a different podcast, also about yeah, movies. No, no. I I guess what I'm trying to get at is like <laughs> there there's a lot of things that I find in here to be extremely problematic that really got in the way of me kind of enjoying a lot of the por- parts of this movie. Yeah, but I'm not going to pretend like I'm an authority on any of the things that I think are problematic about it. So this is just purely like my experience now like watching it in in this time without really having too much to do with it before that. Mm-hmm. Um I just like as soon as I turned it on like I was it was very clearly like okay I get it. Like I got the concept really quick, but the thing that I was so kind of blown away um, by very early on is I guess that I'm not that familiar with a lot of Sandra Bullock's movies, Mm -hmm. at least during this time period, or maybe I'm missing something because I was like, damn, Sandra Bullock is fucking killing it in this role, even though the script is kind of, kind of garbage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say, I mean, to, to start on the positive note, the thing that I noticed really early on with this movie is like, wow, this movie has a lot of charismatic, talented people in it, and like yeah. they're doing their job. Like Benjamin Bratt, I don't know what he's been up to, but like he's very charming in this movie. He fills that role perfectly. I feel like him and Sandra Bullock have a pretty good chemistry. It's it's confusing a bit how sexually forward he is with her when when they're,
1: like, both FBI agents and, like, ruffling and tumbling around. The sexuality in this movie is very confusing in general. Like, it's very... I, I mean, you know, everything's very objectifying. But doesn't it make sense that, like, my
0: little, like... Preteen, teen teen-year-old brain would watch this
1: the amount of times that like that character like slapped her ass like while they were at work yeah it's like man how many movies that i watched when i was a kid where this was just that's just what you do
0: yeah it was definitely but but anyway like to go back to to this original point point, and like michael kane is in this movie i mean talk about charm like he's yeah. everybody at candace bergen like Everybody really is doing such a great job, in spite of the rest of the mo- <laughs> the rest of the movie. Like it's kind of incredible. Um, I also don't know that many Sandy Bully's movies. I mean, there's like there's Speed, um, which we watched for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this. I don't really know many more. Let me look. Gravity gravity is like a new movie <laughs> i don't care that movie's oh, Demo- great demolition man she was in demolition with uh with uh, which we also oh, yeah. watched for uh with
1: sylvester stallone um i guess i guess what was tr- something that was strange uh was when i was watching this i like and in sienna and i were kind of watching it together though she was kind of doing something else is i just remarked like I didn't know how how much comedy chops um, oh, yeah, Sandra Bullock had until I watched this and she was like are you serious like you yeah. didn't know that and I'm like I guess I'm really missing missing the mark on like her body of work because I'm watching this and I'm just like I'm impressed but I'm also like I guess kind of surprised that I didn't know about it, and I guess I don't know about or maybe have there there's been more roles where she's been able to kind of like flex this muscle. Mm. I don't know if there is or there isn't, but like she's I fucking, think she's like per- killing it.
0: Pretty much all every movie that she's in, she's in some way snarky. Like she's she's pretty much most known as a comedic actress, I wanna say. It might be that you like saw her in the blind side. Or, or not the blind set. you might be that like you saw her in bird box and you were like
1: oh i guess that's what she does bird box and gravity oh my god you know what that's probably it because the last two sandra bullock movies that i'm really best versed with is bird box and gravity which are two yeah, that very, is very not, serious uh, movies that is not the way to be introduced <laughs> that would be like dude that's
0: hilarious like what about kids nowadays that have seen like uncut gems and then they go back and and watch something like big daddy or billy madison they're like wow adam sandler is
1: actually really funny (laughs) oh my god that's what (laughs) happened no i'm glad i'm glad i got to the bottom of it because i knew something was off with how i how i felt about it
0: (laughs) no yeah she she is really funny uh she's got great comedic timing um i think her physical comedy is really funny this movie, though, to to now go to the other end of the spectrum, like, man, this movie is incredibly sexist and homophobic and fatphobic. So,
1: so like, homophobic.
0: It just is so crazy, like, how <laughs> offensive it is to the point where it's – it's difficult to imagine it getting made today. I think for for me, the first part where I noticed just how like sexist it was, was, you know, the scene kind of close to the beginning where they're like, they have all of the FBI agents and they've got like the pictures of them and they, and, they're, and the like, dresses and they're putting them all in dresses and they well, that's, t- that's how, yeah. Continue. And, and they take. They're like, oh my gosh, I've got a silly one for you. Here we go. And then they show like a regular woman who works for the FBI, completely regular body, like just completely average. And they put her in a bikini. And then everybody in the room points and laughs and like throws their donuts in the air. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's not even, they didn't even pick a fat person. They just picked I mean, a normal person,
1: and I are... mean it's 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 terrible to see. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, Please it's okay. Continue. I'm
0: just curious, like if you picked up on that or or, or anything, because I know that I I'm ab- more sensitive to that kind of stuff. But
1: no, I absolutely picked up on it. it. But it was it was not surprising at all because if I think back on, I like saw that scene and I was like, how would I react to seeing that scene in? 2000 like when this came out and i would probably think that the scene is hilarious and i would be right on board like that was just a yeah. time period where at least for me as like a growing like cis white male like the thought of you know dudes and dresses and like kind of like body shaming and all that stuff it was just like par for the course kind of yeah. so it's just, I, it's, I'm, it's, I'm not surprised at all it's incredible how much
0: different Like our perception, even as a society, is 20 years later. But then I, but then, like I say that out loud just now, and then I think to myself, but maybe it's not that different because, like, I know, I know plenty of people right now who would see that and probably still laugh, be like, look at that man in a dress. That shit is fucking hilarious.
1: Yeah. But it's, I I, I think. It's, it's a, I was talking about this with Santa too while we were watching it. It's Cause there's a lot of, I mean, she was like watching it and getting, there were some very problematic things and they're like, what, what was the one thing that like set her off? It was, um, oh, it was like just one of the, a very simple thing where it was somebody coming up to Sandra Bullock and saying like, you look terrible or like something very like that. It's just like yeah. a very offhanded thing. Uh, that totally would have been like acceptable back then, and she was just like, "God, I'm so." That's like the, what she that really triggered her is just like the that's something that people say and do that they think is so innocuous, right? Uh, but is like incredibly like s- like it just like it's. It, what is the word I'm trying to think of? It's just insidious and insidious, like, yeah, yeah, hurtful and toxic. Uh, like people don't think about it. it's like this. Yeah, it's this toxicity that like we we totally brushed off as just like you know vernacular that you used back then, but it like it's just like distru- it's so destructive. Yeah, it's
0: it's amazing how in this movie, I mean, you take this, you take Sandra Bullock, who's an FBI agent and has shown like how powerful she is by being really good at like close quarters combat and you know she's clearly a very intelligent and capable person but then like what is the moral of this movie is the moral of this movie that like now that she's in touch with her feminine side now she's complete like now she has all of those things and it's like what kind of fucking lesson is that to teach kids like I, i know i i'm pretty sure they weren't aiming for that to be the lesson but like isn't that kind of what happens like she's she's supposed to you know she talks in the in the very end about how like this has been the most rewarding and fulfilling experience of her life and it's like what the fuck are you talking about like this was so uncomfortable for you the only thing that you got out of it was that you did eventually catch candace bergen (laughs) like
1: I don't know well, that's that's the plot of an action comedy you know I I actually kind of forgot what movie I was watching while I was watching it because as I was watching it I was like oh is this gonna kind of have a mean girl's ending where the pageantry is gonna happen but then it's gonna be about more like you're you're perfect the way that you are like is she is Michael Caine gonna understand like kind of the errors in of his ways and right like, kind of turn a new leaf is she going to kind of like help these you know other pageantry people kind of see let them see them for who the, they are but because mm-hmm. that's what happens and it's it's not like that at all and i was like oh fuck like wait oh that's right 2000 <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's right 2000 <laughs> yeah no it, it does not have that kind of like accept yourself energy it definitely it definitely does have an energy of like Look at what you can learn from from the male gaze. Like, look at look at all of this wonderful life that you can lead if you just embrace the expectations of the male gaze.
1: <laughs> and I think that's really there's something very subtly done in this movie where they brought in William Shatner to play the oh, pageantry like yes. Yes. announcer. That just is the, there's something about it that is just, it's just so slimy.
0: It's pretty perfect casting. I don't know if they knew, like, how perfect that would be. (laughs) Maybe they did. Maybe they were like, this is kind of funny in a meta way.
1: Have you ever seen uh, Little Miss Sunshine?
0: Uh, Yeah, but it's been a long time.
1: I think it's a little a little too new to do for this podcast but it's it's about like they're trying to get their daughter to like uh, the little Miss Sunshine pageant. Right, and right. At the end of the movie, spoilers, spoilies, they <laughs> like get to the pageant and like they do a performance and it, it things kind of get silly. But anyway, there's like a pageantry announcer there that's very over the top and like gross and like sweaty and I remember something reading something that like his performance and the stylization of that character is based off of like seeing William Shatner do it in this movie. <laughs> oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. And it's not surprising when you watch it, but <laughs> just watching him do it, but also hearing him sing the song at the end in the background <laughs> of like Ms. her getting United the thing, yeah, is probably my favorite part of the movie. This oh man, so haunting. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I if, if I if I had to pick a favorite part of the movie, I really like. Um, I mean, like I said, Sandra Bullock really does have good comedic. I mean, like we've talked about, Sandra Bullock really does have good comedic chops, and I I really like the scene. I think that the scene that like perfectly encapsulates this movie for me is um, her getting on stage, and she's supposed to do the thing where she plays like the musical glasses. But then it's like, oh my god, all the girls drank all the water. So then she has to go out there and do like a self-defense demonstration in like the sexy little German outfit. I feel like that scene kind of perfectly encapsulates my childhood connection to this movie. Because you've got this like (laughs) this like sexy woman who's like kicking ass and like and but it's also really funny. It's it's like everything that I need from the movie is just in that one that one unexpected scene.
1: That's a, that's a good scene to pick Ooh, that that really <laughs> locks in what she's best at in this movie, because I'm not really sure what mine would be, but it's, it's definitely one of those is something similar to that.
0: Josh, what do you give 2000s Miss Congeniality produ- produced by Sandy Bullies? So she she made some money on this one as well. I don't know why that was important to mention. (laughs) She made made money on this.
1: (laughs) I give it uh, about $9.50.
0: What? Like the price of a movie theater ticket back then?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Why did you fart? (laughs) Um, I give this an ejected reject.
0: (laughs) Yeah, clearly... (laughs)
1: Uh, <laughs> I give it a fart. <laughs> you farted
0: on it? <laughs> that oh was my a God. loud one. That was really loud. I could hear it all the way from Portland.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my stomach's a little
0: upset. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to say that I, I... I give it an eject and reject. I mean, this movie, it has funny moments. If if you're out there listening and you, you love this movie for what it was, like I get it. It, it, it definitely has its funny moments. I just... I can't get over the the you know the body shaming and the and the sexism and like Michael Caine's character as a gay man uh, is just like so ridiculous and unnecessary that I just I I couldn't recommend it moving moving forward.
1: I could imagine people that grew up with this, especially if like you look to Sandra Bullock as kind of like a role model or like mm-hmm. you know somebody that had you know the gender that you had or like some representation of having like some more attachment to it as being like a more like worthwhile movie to watch but since I don't have any of those attachments um, it's not really it's not really difficult for me to kind of say like I'm, I'm good on this one there's not much here for me
0: Do you have a recommendation for what people should watch instead?
1: Man I really should have thought about one for this and I
0: did well i i have one
1: yeah what's yours this happens Um, every single time
0: (laughs) well morgan well it's it's typically because morgan and i both watch them the movies together and then we you know she always asks me if if i can think of one or but this time around she actually helped me think of what it was um because originally i was going to say mean girls um but a it's been a long time since i've it's been a long time since i've seen that movie and also, there's a much more relevant movie that came out recently on Netflix uh, called Dumplin' from t- 2018. Did you ever hear about that movie? No. Um, so it, it has Danielle McDonald is the starring role. Um, and if you ever watched the show that takes place in Chicago, Easy, did you ever watch that show?
1: Um, I might have watched. Oh, excuse me. I might have watched the like first episode. What was easy about? Was that um? The it was one?
0: like a it was like a bunch of different stories that all take place in Chicago. That
1: was where Orlando Bloom was in one episode, right?
0: I think he was in one episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I and saw. Like, I saw like the Orlando Bloom episode. I think.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, so Dumplin' from 2018 is a is also a pageant movie. Um, and the the main actress uh, uh, Danielle McDonald plays this girl Willow Dean, and her mom is played by Jennifer Aniston. Um, and it, the movie is, and she's fat, so it's all about like her, you know, coming to terms, like uh, like being fat and like accepting herself, and 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 you know, being there for the body positive movement while also having this her mom Jennifer Aniston who was a beauty queen back when she was a teenager and like trying to live up to those expectations and so she goes and enters this beauty pageant like to everybody's kind of surprise and everybody's laughing at her but it's just it's a it's a fantastic movie um about friendship and about like different body representation and it's very like Dolly Parton soundtrack. Um, like Dolly Parton did some original music for it. I just I can't say enough good things about it. It was a great movie. Um, I mean, you're
1: selling it really well.
0: Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Like I, it's it, it just trust me, <laughs> Dumplin' is is much more like wholesome, um, and it's funny. Like it it you're not going to miss out on on the comedy uh, in that movie. So um, go check out Dumplin'
1: and RoboCop
0: Two. <laughs> Okay, that's you. is we're going with the go-to this week.
1: Yeah, because I I failed to bring one in, so I feel like I I don't deserve credit for thinking of one while you were saying yours.
0: Oh, you just. You just were so enamored by the sound of my my voice. I was. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. All audio and original music is done by yours truly, Evan Crockett. Our artwork is done by the wonderful, inimitable Kersey Barrett-Torme. You can find her on Instagram at madebykersey, K-E-R-S-E-Y. And the podcast is produced by the lovable and furry Joshua Barshua. You want to tell the fine folks that so they can support the podcast?
1: Did you just call me a furry?
0: Yeah, I, ca- I said that you are furry.
1: Okay. I mean, I wouldn't be offended, but uh it's uh I'm 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 going to go get some paws.
0: <laughs> go get a paws, go get your stick on tail.
1: And my uh ears. <laughs> I don't feel really like doing the producer segment.
0: Okay. All right, well, thanks for <laughs> patreon okay all right everybody thanks for listening we love you we mean it we'll see you next week